Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. All right, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Of course, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my team. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Bull B. Austin. The NBA season has tipped. This thing of ours is underway, so we'll talk opening week. So keep it locked right here. And if you want to get in on the conversation, you know what to do. Make sure you sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes after we gamble with Gus when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, like we always do, we just want to remind you guys that during the week, we're not live on the air. Make sure you check out archive episodes of our show. You can do that at warroomsports.com. You can do that on the War Room Sports mobile app, which is free for Android and iOS. You can do that on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker. Man, most places that you do podcast listening, look us up. We're probably on there. What up, Akis? What's the deal? How's the week been so far? You know, man, everything's good, man. Um, news Everything is crazy as um... ever. <laughs> <laughs> news crazy as ever. I'm just out here trying to get that Canelo money, man. I noticed that Mellow ain't Mellow no more, but we've been to that. Mellow, Mellow is, um, I don't know, Mellow need to go out and be, who he need to be? Lou Willville. Mellow need to go get that sixth man of the year and stop bitching. Stay right, Mellow, though. Mellow is wealthy. <laughs> no doubt. All right, well, let's jump right into it because we got a lot of stuff that we need to talk about. And, of course... You know, we got to gamble with Gus real quick. So before we get into that, just got to let you know what Hot Topics and Gambling with Gus is brought to you by MyBookie. Let's talk turkey for a minute and how much of it you can make betting on sports contests at MyBookie. The NFL is chugging along. The NBA is underway. The MLB postseason is is, is here. So if you haven't checked out MyBookie, you're tripping. This is a great time to do so. You can lay down some money on the biggest games in sports, you could join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of getting a runaround when it's time for a payout, then you have to try MyBookie. If you win, they pay. You get your pay fast, no hassles, none of that BS. You're wasting your time betting on sports anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after tip-off or kickoff. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a wait for it. 100% bonus. You heard it right. 100%. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, 
get paid early. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, go to the phone lines because we got uh, the homie Gus Griffin waiting to give you guys some picks, some NFL picks this week, this week against the spread. Gus, what's going on, good brother? How y'all doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Right, how how was your week last week? <laughs> uh, it's not bad. Could have been better <laughs> if the doggone never take their foot off the neck. Patriots had scored the touchdown instead of kicking the doggone field goal. I'd have been, I'd have been four and what? I'd have been no, uh, three two no. What I'd have been? I'd have been three, three one and one. One and I'd one. Have been three one and one instead of two two and one. All right, so for the season, that makes you 13, 15, and 2. We're hovering right around 500. We got to get it. We got to get it turned around. All right, so let's let's start it um, this week. Uh, you got – you're going to start out with the Lions game. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'm taking the Lions minus the 3. I just don't trust Miami. I don't trust Miami. I'm not. I'm not going to lose because I believe Miami has actually become a good team, and I damn sure ain't going to lose because I believe in that uh, uh, Brock Osweiler performance last week being sustainable. Don't believe it. <laughs> ain't going to see it. I'm sorry. I like the Lions minus three. They get, they're coming off a bye. I, I, you know, again, I, it's more against Miami than it is for the Lions. But the odds makers are very bright here. They know everyone saw what what Miami did to that vaunted bear defense last week. And they know right. that most people are going to take them three points at Miami at home. So I'm going the other way. All right. So um, the next game is the Jets Vikings and we're doing the over under here. The over under is 46 Jets Vikings. Taking the over, uh, break up the Jets, man. And they've been, it's not that they've done it against great defenses, but they've been playing pretty good offensive football the last few weeks. Uh, the Vikings defense hasn't been the same since your since your Eagles torched them in the conference championship game last year. So between the Vikings defense slipping, Jets offense on the rise, I, I see at least a 27-20 game there. I expect the Vikings to actually win, but I see at least 27-20 game taking over. Okay, all right. So the next one we have uh, we have the Baltimore Ravens uh, facing. I'm tripping here. I couldn't find it. Uh, New, the New Orleans Thanks. Saints at home. This is a Baltimore game at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing over and under and, uh, and the side here. I'm taking the Ravens oh, minus okay. two and a half. I'm taking the Ravens minus yeah. two and a half. Uh, the Saints are very different than we've known this for years. They're very different outside of the dome. But the other factor, I think, is they probably should revert to their old uh, light them up, outscore them strategy against Baltimore's defense. But with, with um, Ingram back and Kamara, I think they're going to try to get back to what they did last year, which they're very successful at, which is running the ball more, protecting that defense. And I think that's going to lead to a lower scoring game, but also take a place into the um, Ravens, Ravens game plan. So I, I, I'm taking the Ravens minus two and a half, and I'm taking the under 49 and a half. Under 49 and a half. Yeah. Under 49 and a half for that one. Got it. All right, and you got something uh you got something dropping for us on the website in the morning? Uh, I don't know if I get it in the morning, but it's going to be on the Le'Veon Bell uh holdout and and what uh, an aspect that a lot of people haven't really talked about much, which is just 
really what that what it really reveals about what that franchise tag is really all about. Okay. Well, you guys look out for that soon. We will let you know when it is available, um, maybe sometime this weekend. Uh, but Gus, as usual, thanks for your time, and we will wrap to you next week. All right. Thank you much. I may be traveling next Well, I will be. I'll be out of the country next week, but uh, so tentative on uh, whether I can call in. Okay. Either way, you know, send them in. You, you, ain't, uh, you ain't ducking no bookies, are you? <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought you do that on a bit at the first week when I went 0-5. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we might talk to you next week. Either way, we'll have your, your picks. And if you're not here, we'll read them off for you. All right. <laughs> All right. Gus. <laughs> Gus Griffin, everybody, gambling with Gus. Go to mybookie.ag and get your bets in for the week. All right, fellas, just quick update on the MLB postseason. Of course, we are in the, the league championship series. Boston, once again, one win away from another berth in the World Series. They're up three games to one on the on the defending champs, uh, Houston Astros. That game is tonight. Uh, first pitch slated to be 8:09. PM. And on the other side of things, the National League, you got uh, the Dodgers who are up three games to two on the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Game six, and possibly the last game of that series, if the Dodgers can pull it off, um, is Friday at 8.39 PM. So um, exciting times, man. This is that time in sports that, that we talk about every year. Jimmy and B, where all four American major sports cross over for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, before we, yeah. you know, yes, get settled in. Soccer in full swing. Oh, I know what you meant. Okay. <laughs> Not at all, but uh, they, they, they probably trying to make a run at being that fifth major at some point. Um, we're not, we haven't caught up with the rest of the world yet, man. We're trying. I don't know what that game is. Y'all don't use your hands, so I don't want no part of that. <laughs> you know, it is actually a beautiful game, man. I'm learning more and more about it, and I'm like, I watch the, you know, my, my son's soccer games and all the subsequent games going on around it at other fields, and I'm like, <clears throat> damn, like, like I feel like it was, I feel like it's been wasted. I'm like, why didn't they introduce this in the hood? You know how we many hoods would have been great at this game, man. Oh, we that is yeah, we, we missed out, man. It would have been so many. And it would have made yeah, us good. better for the sports that we really love, Jim. Your feet were, yeah, as Shaq would say, in basketball. I'm going to take y'all word. I'm going to take y'all word for it. You ain't got no choice. Ain't none of us playing it now. I go out there and prove my life if I try to get on a soccer field right now. Listen, man. But, um, yo, who's the ball is life? <laughs> All right, yeah. so... Uh, Y'all may have heard Jimmy mention in the, you know, when we when we first got on the air, something about getting money like Canelo. Um, Canelo Alvarez has signed an 11 fight deal with streaming network DAZN. It's a five year deal, 11 fights, and the deal is worth 365 million dollars. Now this fight, now te- you know, not yeah. technically. Like, literally, this is the biggest contract a boxer has ever signed. 
Now, to, to put that in perspective, remember, you have to remember, because I know everybody's thinking, well, what about Floyd? He got almost that much just for the, the Conor McGregor fight. You have to remember, Floyd, you know, it's been a long time since Floyd was just the boxer. And, and his last, I don't know how many fights, he was also the promoter. So that's a, that's a whole different story. But speaking of Floyd, he threw some shade on this whole thing on um, Instagram earlier and, and was, you know, talking about how Canelo was a cheater and, you know, he getting this steroid money, but it still doesn't mean anything because I get this kind of money on one fight. And I really didn't understand why Floyd, you know, because Jimmy and I talked about this earlier, and I was like, you know, we were thinking even if he was going to say something, you can be congratulatory because people in your sport are coming up. So it's not the same thing as, you know, taking ownership like himself and Oscar De La Hoya did, but you know, like you should be congratulating this dude for coming up, whether you like him or not. Because even in a congratul even in a congratulatory tweet or IG, you could have did it like with a little bit of shade, you know, kinda sunned him a little bit, like, Oh yeah, that's what's up, you know, you're getting your little money. Something like that. But, you know, Floyd went all the way in as if he feels threatened by people Yo. saying how much money this dude is making when he has no reason to feel yeah. that way. He's a boxer. Only, you're a boss. Response, Be a boss. The only response I can have to Floyd's behavior, do you remember that time we were courtside with the garbage team that we root for? And and I swear as God is my witness, Floyd was at the very minimum a little threatened. So this is not surprising, you know. That was weird. That Dude. was that was really weird. It was it was weird. Like and <laughs> it was one of those things like you had to be there to understand what we were saying, but dude is Floyd Money Mayweather sitting courtside at a basketball game with his with his you know Worried his about money us. bag under his seat, like he you know, his little Gucci bag or whatever that is, his little snake skin joint with his million dollars in it. And you know, he got entourage everywhere. Four rolls up, five rolls up, other side of the stadium, because you you know after the game they all converged on him, but the whole time he was looking over at us like I mean maybe it was like he probably was thinking like if these these two dudes who look like they could be my age or younger they sitting in the same seats I'm sitting in like he's probably wondering the whole time like what we do he just don't know that we just know how to finesse things he's like we ain't got no money we just know how to. <laughs> well, so we know how to um, you know sit where you sit, well, where you used to sit on the plane. We know how to sit where you sit at the games. It's, it's about finesse, man. We don't spend no money. Yo, um, here's the thing, man. I'm going to add a little context to this. Like, every article and, and, and even news story about this <clears throat> was throwing subs at Floyd, right? Talking about this makes Canelo the wealthiest boxer in the world. Other <laughs> boxers wish they would have been able to make this amount of money. They were, they were definitely <laughs> subbing Floyd. He was taking right, bait. My oh. issue is, my issue is, yeah, you fell, you fell for the quote unquote Paul's no, banana in the tailpipe, because he mm-hmm. definitely was trying to get a rise out of you, and you gave them the privilege of showing mm-hmm. that they are they are still able to get a rise out of you. Because I was laughing reading the articles, like once he signed a deal, I was like, yo, why, why are they subbing Floyd like that? And I agree with them. We talked about it. Earlier. I'm like, yo, he should have a Phaedra Parks type sending where you kind of congratulate <laughs> him, but you playing him at the same time, because that way, that way, it looks like, it looks like you uh. You know you, you, that that you're congratulating them, but you really are throwing shade. And you basically just—it reminds me of like when you were young boy, and this is some real young boy behavior. Like if you 
you know, you're 14, 15, you mess with a young lady or whatever, and, and, and then she tried to do stuff to make you jealous and you fall for it. Like, Floyd, Floyd displayed teenage behavior is when someone's trying to get a rise out of you and you, you basically, you know, you give them the privilege. They're probably sitting back laughing at you. Y'all know what I'm talking about, because some of y'all grown women still play those games trying to make dudes mad, but that's either here nor there. <laughs> um, I, I don't understand why or how. Well, yeah, dude, because he's funny gay weather. But I don't even get why he would respond because he has so much more money than Canelo Alvarez. Well, even because if they it's do- not about money. It's about it's about it's about um, his, his insecurities. Because yeah, even yeah. even fifty even fifty said this when him and fifty were going about having a war where it's like, yo, you're so insecure that you like paying attention to the stuff I'm saying. Like you, you're supposed to be money man. You got a gazillion dollars. Why do you even care what I'm saying? Fifty is the king of all trolls. Yeah, he's calling. Yeah, but the, you can't respond to trolls though, B. You gotta just like you know what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta understand that people are trying to get you uh you know. Trying to trying to get a rise out of you, and yeah, you know, yeah, you gave him the W. Yeah, he like he actually could have thought that out better and bossed up on that one instead of looking like a you know you you look jealous like that don't make sense. You have nothing to be jealous. You know the funny the funny the funniest <laughs> comment of the day, and I gotta give Dev credit for the comment because he made the comment, and in which he said that um Floyd because in the in the in the actual post he kept calling um out Canelo for using drugs. And Dev basically said the boy, like he said, well, Floyd did not have any spelling errors in his Instagram post, so he actually cheated too. So he used a PED to type his, uh, type his IG post. And I was you know, pretty fine. <laughs> well, shout out to, shout out to uh-huh. Survive Tissue and Tape. Because he made the first comment about, like, he pointed out to us about how well written the post was. So I went back and scanned it. I'm like, damn, you're right. Like, he actually had commas in the right place punctuation, apostrophes, no spelling errors. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a little text language in there where you would write the number one instead of writing out one, but it was very well, well written. And, you know, I ain't trying to, you know, kill the ball like that, but come on. Not a lot of people, you know, it's not a lot of people out there, educated or not, who writes that well on social media. Why are you not trying to kill the ball like that? Why not? No, no Jimmy was definitely he was definitely right with the, with the PED post. You know, come on, you Calling him a cheater. Like, you true. All right, but mm-hmm. shout out to Floyd, man. Call me so I can teach you how to, like, we got to teach him how to handle these type of things in asshole ways. Like, the only <laughs> asshole stuff is, all he knows is to, like, get on the video and start throwing money. Like, there's bigger ways to be a jerk. Like, there's clever ways to be a jerk. Like, <laughs> come on, man. He don't, he don't listen to enough East Coast hip hop. He, he ain't got bars. <laughs> he need more. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right, so um, shout out to Canelo because fight deal, and we talked about Floyd the whole time. That's where it goes when we talk about boxing. It's Floyd's world. All right, so um, college hoops news. You know, you you know, we had this whole corruption trial going on. So uh, Zion Williamson's name came up in the trial, and according to Dan yeah, Wetzel. Yahoo Sports. There was a tape conversation between former Adidas employee Merle Code and Kansas assistant Curtis Townsend, where they discuss what it would take to land um, Zion Williamson in Kansas before he committed to Duke. Now, here's a quote from the transcript. He says, hey, but between me and you, he asked about some stuff. 
This is what Code was saying. And then uh, he said, I know what he's asking for. Um, he's asking for opportunities from an occupational perspective. Uh, I, that, that's a, a bar's way to just say he, he asked for a job. And he's asking for <laughs> cash in the pocket. And he's asking for housing for him and his family. Um, come on. We, we've known that this type of stuff has gone on for decades in basketball. Y'all saw blue chips. Y'all saw he got game. So I don't even want to talk about that that aspect because we know that that stuff goes on. We know dudes ask for stuff. This is what I want to ask y'all. So if that's what he asked Kansas straight up, because he did a visit there and, you know, didn't choose them, does that mean that Coach K anted up on the stuff that he was asking? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Come on, Mm -hmm. Coach K. Like, because how do you ask people? How do you ask other schools for this? Well, and you don't ask Coach K for this, so I'm, I'm thinking somebody at Duke anted up a little bit. What are y'all thoughts? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the end of the I day, knew from like, the, the goat, the goat, Jason Tatum, like just recently, like you know, spent some time there. So, mm-hmm. and now that you know, now that we know that they've been. Lining him up to be the next GOAT all this time, I'm pretty sure he didn't go there for free. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't go there for no per diem. By the way, shout out to Skyview in the chat room. Skyview said, I'm still debating if, if the blueprint should have paused that they don't use their hands comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reach, beloved. That's a reach. Ah, bars. Pause that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reach around. But, uh, didn't say around. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, come on, we know this goes on, and they try to act like everything's so so innocent and so goody two shoes out of Duke. I want to, I want to catch him at Duke. And wouldn't you know if he's the number one prospect and he's asking for this, and now we have proof that he probably did. Does that mean he went to the highest bidder? <laughs> mm, hashtag the brotherhood The brotherhood Shout out to all the Duke fans out there Hey do what you gotta do Just don't act high and mighty That's good. You ain't cheating You ain't trying Shout out to Ladanians Alright so, I, I read a story this week um, And it all popped up Because of you know, we, we've been questioning Jim Brown lately and his intentions and, and what he really is. Um, and after he was sitting in the White House in the Oval Office again next to Kanye West across from Donald Trump, like, you know, I, I, I just started doing some research on Jim Brown and I came across an article from last year, from June 27th, I mean, June 2017 in The Undefeated that kind of sh- shine some light on some things from back in the day that a lot of people didn't have information on. You guys remember the Cleveland summit. We always see this black and white photo of Jim Brown sitting next to Muhammad Ali, uh, Bill Russell, um, uh-huh. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and a whole, you know, then in the back row, it's a bunch of other black athletes that were prominent back in that day. Like we always see this photo and it's always like, on some some fist in the air black power stuff, and the whole time, like I never had the details on it, 
like this whole photo to me after reading this article and then researching the claims in the article, you know, it's like I'll never look at this photo the same way again because we were under the impression that all of these guys had this summit because they were trying to find a way to support Muhammad Ali because of the charges that they were levying against him for draft dodging and the fact that his b- boxing <laughs> license was stripped, et cetera. Jim Brown, Jim Jim Brown was Brown. trying to get him to go. Jim Brown was a partner back then with Bob Arum for his uh, first little boxing promotions venture. So Jim Brown and about four other people in the room were partners in that, and they were trying to get him because they they were trying to get him to accept the government's deal. The government's deal was if you go around to military uh, bases and, you know, fight in some exhibition matches at the military bases to entertain the military – then we'll give you your license back. You know, Muhammad Ali was way too militant to be some puppet running around the military bases. He didn't even want to join the military. So he damn sure wasn't going to be, you know, somebody's mascot at the military bases. So Jim Brown and some of these other guys were there trying to make him take this deal. But when you look at the fact that he was, you know, he and maybe three other of the guys were partners in Bob Arum's promotion company, which owned the rights to Muhammad Ali's bouts, they were trying to get, you know, they were trying to benefit off of him financially by getting him to take this deal. So I'm like, this whole time, I'm thinking they were there to put the fist in the air and be like, hell no, we won't go. Other dudes that were there, other some of the other athletes had been hero. in the military, and they were trying to get the dude to take the deal and, you know, either take the deal or go fight in Vietnam. Like, this was, you know, this, this like, brought down my whole week, man. It's like everything I believed in was a lie. Yeah, and it's like now it's starting to add up because we see the kind of stuff that Jim Brown does. We see some of his quotes where you're thinking like the Jim Brown that I thought I knew about couldn't possibly say something like that. Like what he said about Colin Kaepernick when that first started. Yo, it's like, yo, the, the fat boys break up <laughs> and now this. <laughs> If y'all haven't read this article, it's a year old. Y'all got to read this article. I mean, at the end of it, he tries to kind of make nice so he don't totally bash these people and try to say, like, after, you know, Muhammad Ali said, hell no, I'm not doing any of this. Like, you know, after that, they supported him. But I kind of think he was just trying to Mm -hmm. clean up all the dirt he just uncovered on all these heroes that we thought we had. Now, to be fair, Kareem's name didn't come up. He was still at UCLA at the time. His name didn't come up with specifics of why he was actually there, um, and and you know he was there. I, you know, he was invited to Kareem pass anyway. Time, he was a college student, you know. At the time, he, he, at the time he wasn't even Kareem. At the he time, was he wasn't even Kareem, and right. he was brought there because of his popularity. Everybody had um, their own objective of being there. Like certain cats that was able to buy territory rights, as he was able to, you know, box on live service. So it was a, it was a whole lot of nonsense within there. But yeah, the photo was like so hard that uh, no one even no. paid attention to the actual story that happened. Um, shout out to Bill Russell because Bill, Bill Russell was like, "Yo, Ali is that guy. I'm not even built like him." Like so, he acknowledged that right there. Like right, Ali is right. that guy. Yeah, like, I couldn't, I couldn't have done that. Yo, I swear to y'all, no less than two, three weeks ago, I was searching for this photo so I can put the poster up in my man cave. Because like you said, the photo yeah. is so it's so crazy. It's like one of them joints. Because I got the, you know, the the Tommy Lee. I mean, I said the Tommy Lee. I got the um, 
you know, the fist in the air. I got the Tommy Lee video from back in the day with <laughs> my fault. I, I got the fist in the, in the air from the 68 Olympics. You know what I mean? I got Muhammad Ali standing over Tommy Lee video, too. This was going to complete, you know, the black power portion of the man black cave. Black power man cave. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't yeah. even do it, man. And it's probably the best picture that I could have put up. But now that I now that it doesn't mean the same to me, like man, I'm like F O H. Yeah, you got, I mean, I, 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 you got to read this article though. It's, like I said, it's not new, but you got to read it. It's, it's it's a lot. I mean, but you know what though? When you study history, man, you recognize that it's context to so many things, and we take pictures and, and hearsay, and, and also we have revisionist history on almost everything. Um, <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta do the knowledge, man. You know what I'm saying? Like even, even point, when it comes down to Jimmy's to, point, Muhammad Ali was the most Ali. hated man in America at this very moment. Yeah, that was my, next, that was my next point. That was my so next bad. point, man. When you read <laughs> Ali's biography, and he talks about pretty much how he was treated. It's like, yo, that's not that's not what I know. When I know coming up, he's a hero. But when they talk about this dude, was like he was treated. And you know, I hate to make the comparison, but the same way Kaepernick is now by a certain sect of the uh, of the of the population, and you know, like I said, I bring this up a lot of times on the show, man. It's about like you know, history. History is going to tell you what side of history you're on. Um, but the great thing about this time is a lot of y'all cats out there can't fraud like the past people have frauded because you know what I mean we got screenshots. You know what I'm saying? We got audio. <laughs> So y'all, y'all can't front like y'all daddies and granddaddies did. Y'all daddies and granddaddies <laughs> and poor mommies been front. Like, no, I was always on this side. No, dog, we got mm-hmm. screenshots and audio. Cut it out. I was at the march. Well, we, got to, we got your tweets. We got your tweets, homie. You can't mm-hmm. lie. That's the thing. Like, social media just makes people at least 15, 16% dumber. So it's like stuff that... There's no need for you to blast publicly. Social media just brings it out of you. Like, yeah, I should tweet this. Yo, that was hard. <laughs> I can't wait till they show me my tweets in the t- in 20 years. I, I mean, I'm sh- I ain't gonna be running for nothing important, so I'm gonna just sit back and laugh. <laughs> like, man, I was ignorant, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, you know, real quick, man, because we're not going to do a lot of NFL talk today. So, B, let's let's pick some games real quick, and then we'll go to the phone lines. Just want to get your thoughts, brief thoughts on a couple of games. It's you know the basketball is back, so we disrespecting the NFL this week. Patriots at the Bears. Who you got in this one? Um, I got the Pats. I got the Pats. I think they're rounding into form. Edelman's back. Gordon, they're, they're starting to slowly but surely bring Gordon in, pause, and uh, yeah, I got I got terrific. Yeah, I got the oh, Patriots as well. This is what we see, not every year, but we see this a lot with the Patriots, man. They have a shaky in the first three or four weeks of the season. Everybody says, oh, the Patriots are done, and then they run off like, you know, nine straight. Um, I think they're in that position right now where they're going to run off a, a crazy number, six, seven, eight, something like that. Um, so I got the the Patriots as well. I mean, they got over the biggest hump in, in Kansas City. So talented. The Bears are super talented everywhere except maybe a quarterback position. He's a decent athlete, but uh, I'm not too sure on Trubisky now and where he's going to end up. You got to give him time. He's one of them dudes. He's he's erratic at times, and then you know, you know, he shows you. 
that once in a while he can be great like he did a couple of weeks ago with the six touchdown passes. But he, he he's erratic. He's a little inaccurate at times. But the talent is there. And what do they say these days? The arm talent is definitely there. He got a little hang. Arm talent. But <laughs> but yeah, he he kind of he kind of re re sometimes. Um, shout out to like Bill Belichick though. They tried to ask him about. They tried to ask him about Mac. Um, in comparison to Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White. Um, he didn't get into Reggie because, you know, he used to coach Lawrence Taylor, so he felt disrespected. And he shut that down real quick. Real quick. Uh, you know, it's Lawrence Taylor and then everybody else. Like, nobody's in that class. So <clears throat> he ain't had to disrespect Reggie by, by omitting him, but he wasn't trying to hear that Khalil Mack is, is uh, Lawrence Taylor stuff. Not on his watch. Um Next game, Panthers at your Philadelphia Eagles. Panthers choked last week against Washington. I think um, I kind of think Cam in that last drive, which was going easy for them, I think once they got down low and it got to third and fourth down, I think he panicked and uh, threw Yo, some, some errant I'm passes. Just gonna, I'm just going to keep it on it, man. I'm just going to keep it on it, man. Cam is not a very good quarterback. And I've been saying that, but <laughs> I'm about to say, he's, Jimmy, he's that keep it honest, like he ain't been saying that bull whole career. <laughs> I mean, he said that like it was an epiphany. Yeah, it's it becoming more and more apparent. Like he's regressing. Like he's just, it's the same type of stuff over and over and over again. Now I'm saying all that. Watch the, watch the Panthers give us the business. But uh, I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles are at home. I'm picking them, too. I'm thinking maybe they're going to – I don't think – I'm looking at the schedule and looking at how they play. They haven't proven to me that, you know, this might be the time where they can run off six or seven. But, you know, I think they're going to play better. And I I got the Eagles in this one. Saints at the Ravens. Uh, This is a difficult one to pick because – the Saints are a dome team, and it's getting cold. So normally, I would just pick the Ravens and say, "To hell with that." But, but it's Drew. having <laughs> having Drew, and then have it who's you know top fifteen of all time, uh, <laughs> um, and that running game, man, that running game, they can hand the ball off, um, which they need to because their defense is. Eh. I'm I'm. I'm going to I'm going to say the Ravens slow slow the uh, slow the march down. The Saints don't go marching wow. into uh, the Baltimore. Kind of my thoughts as well. At home, the the Ravens defense is you know one of the best in the league again. Um, they they uh, they shut out the the Titans last week. And, you know that ain't hard to do, but still. Is. <laughs> Our defense couldn't do it. We supposedly had a Super Bowl defense from last year, so you know I'll leave, <laughs> I'll leave that there. You know we let Mariota look like uh, Joe Montana. Yo, we, we let Mariota. Yo, they win games in spite of him. They like yo Mariota, go sit down. We 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 got to just snap it direct, and we cool. Yeah, Man, so, they, so I, I, I think. I think you know, like they, like I said, they shut out the Titans. They ain't hard to be in here, but still. But I think the difference in this one being, New Orleans had the one year last year where their defense kind of matched their offense, and it seems in the first quarter of this season they're back to normal where their defense can't stop anybody. 
Um, I think Baltimore could possibly hold Drew Brees and company to 21 points or under. Even though Baltimore's offense is not consistent, they still have some firepower. So I think, you know, if they can hold Drew Brees and, and company to 20, 20, 21 points and under, I think they could pull it out. I got the Ravens as well. Um, we only got a couple more of these. We got the Cowboys at Washington professional football team. Who you got in this one? Uh, I have a tie. Not so much because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's just what I want in the best case scenario in my life on Sunday would be us winning and those two teams tie. That would help me. Like that would I would feel um damn man. I I'll, I'll I'll go the Washington professional football team. Um it's hard to watch Adrian Peterson cuz I've been a fan of his. It's hard to watch him play for one of the enemies. But I I want him to end on a high note in his career. So I'm you know yeah, I don't. Wrong team. Um, <laughs> but no, same pick again. I got the Washington professional football team in this one simply because, you know, the Cowboys did put 40 on the Jags last week, you know, and we know what their defense was last year. Not sure, you know, if they're the same this season so far. So, you know, maybe we're still high on something that's not happening. Um, maybe we tatum them last season. You know, maybe we crowned that defense. But um, so far on the road this year, the Cowboys are averaging 12 points a game. So until they show me, I'm going to go with the um, the Washington professional football team on this one as well. And last game, we got the Bengals at the Chiefs. If Antonio Brown didn't do what he did in the waning seconds of last week's game against the Bengals, this game would be even more intriguing than it already is because both teams will be coming in at 5-1, you know, top of the conference. Um, but the Chiefs come in with that one loss from the Patriots. The Bengals come in at 4-2. and two. Um, I, I think this could be a nice competitive game, maybe another shootout, but the Chiefs are at home. Arrowhead is already a difficult place to play. They just came off a loss. Um, yeah, I don't see any success for the Bengals here. I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one. Who you got? Um, who I have and what I think could happen. So, I I believe, I'm going to go with the Bengals because I think that this year is their year. And when I say their year, they're the Bengals, right? An Ohio team, so that does not mean so they're Super Bowl. Win a round in the playoffs. That's all. They're going to go to the second round before they get knocked out. Um, so that would be their, that would be their year. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm if Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes comes back and wins this, he's showing me something. He's got resiliency. I'm picking the Bengals for him to go into his first slump. I mean, truthfully, he showed me something last week during the loss, like last week in the game against Denver were like the only adversity that the, the youngster's been shown this season. The Denver defense was pressing him, and he looked, you know, like he was coming down to earth in the first half. Second half, he made play after play to win that game. Kind of the same here, and it wasn't even him being shut down per se, but it was like a, a copy, a carbon copy of the Super Bowl where, okay, we can't stop Tom Brady, so no matter what we do over here, we have to be in the shootout. It's hard to be in the shootout 
when Tom Brady and the Patriots offense are hot. He was in the shootout. He had the lead with, you know, he threw a touchdown, had the lead with three minutes left. We kind of know when you're dealing with Brady, three minutes is like another half. So we kind of knew what was about to happen. But it's one of those things where, you know, he can McNabb his his defense, throw him under the bus like McNabb did. Shout out to the NFC Championship game against the Cardinals. Look, man, I left the field with a lead. (laughs) Threw them right up under the bus. He left the field with a lead. And, you know, they let Tommy Brady do the Tommy Brady thing and lead him down the field. So I I saw something in him last week. I have no doubts of what he can come back and do this week. Dude, yo, I like like Mahomes. Everything except for his voice pause, like um, oh, like Kermit the Frog. Kermit, yo, yo, If you didn't grow up, if you don't, if you didn't grow up in the '90s, you don't get why that's exactly that funny. But you have to say D, like not Kermit <laughs> the Kermit the Frog, and he sounds like the D Frog. Like, yo, why do you talk like that? Why he talk like that, man? But um, I, I, I'm a believer. (laughs) How do you command a huddle like that? Come on, man! I can't. I be in a huddle like. I'm not mature enough to play under the quarterback like. So I'm, I'm, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm picking the Bengals just because I guess I don't want to go all chalk or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, but I do feel like the Bengals are going to be a very good team this year. Um, and Vontez Burfecht isn't going to knock them out of the playoffs on a cheap shot until the second round. Um, so I'm picking them to do something special at this point in the season. They can't get over this hunt, man. Because they had them last week. I don't know what the hell happened. They just got happy and stopped playing defense. All right, quick stat of the week. Since we're talking football, we're going to do this quick stat. And uh, we got some callers on the line. We see you, Tobias. We're coming, coming to you. Um, we spoke about Marcus Mariota and how he was shut down by the Ravens' defense. Let's put some more perspective into this. Marcus Mariota only completed 10 passes in the game last week. Marcus Mariota was sacked 11 times in the game last week. <laughs> Yo, the Ravens checked him <laughs> more Yo. times than he had completions. Come on, man. Yo. And this is the dude the Eagles let look like Montana the, like a couple weeks ago. Oh. I hate why losing the teams that you lose to. That's an Eagles thing. Like, we have a way throughout our history of Eagles where – Yo, they will let all that shouldn't get off. Get off. Right. Why? And you know who doesn't? Bill Belichick. Because he has some crazy record, like 1-46 in 46 going against quarterbacks 25 or younger. So the new dude who can't play that well doesn't come in and beat them. I think the only person to do it, actually, was Colin Kaepernick. He was the only person 25, only quarterback 25 under to, you know, lead the team, lead a team against the Patriots for a win. Like we thought maybe Mahomes was going to do it last week. See, Bill Belichick don't lose to quarterbacks that he's not supposed to lose to. Point blank, period. All right, let's go to the phone line real quick. We got Tobias on the line. His tide is rolling. Um, His Chicago Bulls about to get murked tonight. So I'm sure he got a lot to talk about. Tobias, what's going on, good brother? Roll down tide, gentlemen. 
<laughs> Roll damn tide. I know what what, what Fat oh. Barry and 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 Duncan Zach gonna do tonight against? You mean the light skin trampoline? Hey, Zach Levine gonna be an MVP. He gonna he gonna he gonna be the MVP. Jabari Parker will be defensive player of the year, baby. Uh, and also Jabari Parker gonna be in the ESPN Body Magazine the way he been looking with that dad body. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I heard your boy screaming a. Hey given Jabari excuses when he was crapping on Markel Fultz. Like I said, I, I, I was trying to explain to some people the other day, Stephen A. was adamantly against the process. He was loud, uh, you know, just, just loud. You know how he gets. And I think, you know, for him to be kind of loud wrong after the season that they had last, last year, like he still has to hold on to some stuff. So, you know, he's, now that they lost one game against the Celtics, a team that everybody figured they'd lose to, the team finished losing two and five. So, you know, their, their expectations shouldn't have been that great there. You know, screaming A and, and a lot of other people are already writing them off for the season. Oh, they're not going to contend. They can't beat the Celtics in game one. Fully, you know, Yo, man, full 20, 20, 24-7, 24-7 news cycle because if the Sixers won that game, they'd have right. went on the Celtics, man. It's like they beat the Bulls by 20 Watch when LeBron plays. Watch when LeBron plays. His whole, oh my his God. Legacy, his whole Don't let them win. Based on shots, is on a shot to shot basis. Like literally, <laughs> like he can <laughs> make a shot and make the, the greatest. Are win the chip. <laughs> hey, Yo, you know what's gonna whole, happen, right? No, Look. His whole legacy is judged on a shot to shot basis. Like whether he's trash or he's the greatest. So that single, that single fact that you are mentioning, it is so. Yo, it, it it irks me, I think, more than almost anything else in life. I can't stand it. I can't take it. I can't stand it. Yo, people go from hot to cold in the matter of 30 seconds. Like, 30 mm-hmm. seconds. And, and, and you, know else? They, they twi- you know what else? They also twist the narrative a bit, Tim. Uh, it's like... For example, I, saw, I don't get on court. They had that meme talking about, like, hey, Mike and Kobe and LeBron. I'm like, I don't get on him. But I was like, do people realize it was Scottie Pippen's fourth year before the Bulls won the championship? Um, yeah. <laughs> you they know, act like, players and teams like developed. Scotty stepped in practice and they just started giving rings out. He got punked by the Pistons, too. You know what I'm saying? That's if you want to keep it a buck, the reason the reason the Bulls won is because the Pistons and Celtics got old, but that's either here nor there. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, and you know, and, uh, and and that happened. And honestly, that what happened with LeBron. It's like quote unquote you, getting old. I think that's overblown too. Like yeah, Isaiah retired at 32. They were fully expected to three peat that year. They they were a little banged up, but I wouldn't give them old. Because, them, yeah, that's because they, 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 like they got 30. old. They was old. <laughs> I mean, back, they, back they in that day, 30 was older than it is now, but I don't think right it was. They were fully expected to repeat that. So when they don't, we can't also, start giving them excuses. We can't start giving them excuses. They got old. Mike came in his prime. Mike won. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man, Court Bennett. But go ahead, though. How you get that old? Yeah, I was saying also... It's, it's, it's I mean, like I, the same I, thing I with the I know what Jimmy's doing, but for the people that really, really believe it, 
How do you, yeah, because, you know, it's, well, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing with Miami and the Heat. I've been slim charging no, on Melo for a minute. <laughs> what you say, Tobias, about Miami? I was saying, like, it's the same thing with, like, when LeBron, the big three in Miami, finally beat the big three Celtics when they got older. It happens. It, like, I, I don't think two teams where they start players were in their prime to play off rivalry since the Spurs and Lakers. Because, uh, you know, Duncan and Kobe were the same age. Those they were yeah. old when they got together. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying it's like, but they, they like you know. But one thing I got to touch on, and I'm calling for a coach to get fired that I thought should have gotten fired last year. And I'm talking about Dirk Cutter. This guy is in a. And y'all <laughs> Eagles bad. fans, yeah, hey, y'all watch, y'all watch them against Tampa. Does anybody think that's a well coached team? I don't care if they won the game. Hey, well, no, I, I watch Tampa every week so far, and you know I have those questions as well. I mean, you're you're closer to it because that's your team, so you know you're definitely gonna have a bigger opinion on that than me. You know the inner workings, what's going on, and why certain things are being done. But no, I, I you know as I watch those games, sometimes I question like, you know, what the hell was that? Like, what kind of decision was that? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Um, because because they're the Buccaneers. Let's let's keep it a bean. We're gonna be honest. Let's keep it a bean. Outside of Tony Dungy, the Buccaneers are the Buccaneers. Like, let's not act like the Buccaneers aren't the Buccaneers. <laughs> Sometimes we forget about these teams because they had these little quick runs. Like you know, and shout to John Gruden. I know I know that he was you know he was there, but that that was Tony Dungy. But my point is, outside of that little run with the the, the Gruden Dungy, yo, when I grew up, the Buccaneers were the laughing stock of the league. Yo. Hey. The, I call them the Tampa Bay FU. Even well, never mind. Listen, they, you know they, they have a terrible legacy. You know what? This is what you think of Dirk Cut. Is why I want him gone. He said he don't like rookie running backs because of pass protection. I'm like two things. One, how about you coach him up? Two, I'm about to say, I'm more concerned you run this ball. The hell, training camp yeah. for? That's what I'm saying. If I think it's I want you to run the ball first. How about that? I want my running back. We know for running, not blocking. We, we but can you can't be wasting years on running backs, man. Running backs get old quicker than I mean, you got to get them. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, is that this is kind of running backs get quicker than yeah, white enough. <laughs> yeah, kind of dichotomy because I'm an Alabama fan. <laughs> so you see how the structure, the leadership is like with Nick Saban. You know what they know well, what they do well. Because I remember when they lost to Auburn last year. I don't know why they kept starting Jalen Hurts that year. But anyway, uh, it was like we got away from identity. We're going to get back to identity. And, of course, nothing after championship later. But that was to me, that was leadership. Dirk Cuddy's past couple years, they always get off the slow starts on the road. They get down big. That is coaching and leadership. And my thing is that how can you keep overseeing the worst defense in, in a, since you've been there? You have no running game. You you have Gerald McCoy, who's the Carmelo Anthony of the NFL. Well, yeah, he's a good player, but you don't remember the last time he made a meaningful play. But everybody likes him. Uh, you Leave know, my man Melo alone, man. Yeah, man. Why won't be pooping on Melo alone? Hey, no, everybody waiting on him to be good. But but I'll say this real quick. And see, sometimes your organization. Look at the Rams, for example. Look how different that organization was by hiring a different coach who had a good scheme, who has, you know, leadership. Or you like some of these other coaches in the league compared to, like, some of these other teams. If your organization is trash, 
top from the top down, you know, it, it's going to hurt the team. Kind of like Jimmy's Broncos when Jimmy used to watch football, uh, you know. But, look, look, the Broncos were never really awful. They may have years they made the playoffs, but they weren't really awful because they were solid from the top down. Same even with the Eagles. They were solid from the top down. If the organization from the top is not solid, they have no clear direction, I don't care who you draft at these positions, quarterback, running back, receiver, you're going to be in the same spot, man. I mean, no, that, that that's a point. I mean, that, that goes across every sport. That's not just football. Yep. And that's why I said a lot of times people take for granted what it takes to win championships in terms of having things break your way, having a class organization from the top to the bottom. I mean, you need a lot. Like, when, you, when I watched the, um, the Warriors uh, play the other night, it's like, yo, Steph took time when they were doing their um, – doing their celebration to, like, basically shout out the equipment manager and how much he meant to them winning three chips. And I'm sitting there like, the equipment manager? But mm-hmm. at the point he was making, he was like, yo, it takes yeah, literally every Yeah, the like, to, rub his head, though, when he came over there. Yeah, he, he definitely rubbed his head in Sunday. They gave, they gave him a ring, though. <laughs> but the point he was making is like, yo, this organization is classed from top to bottom, and even down to the guy that gets mm-hmm. that equipment ready. All of, It takes all of that to win a championship. And you also still need things to break right. So... That's, but that's the beauty of a championship is when everything happens that way, like, you know, you really, it's hard to duplicate that. But, um, right. you know, so it does take a lot. It does take a lot, which is why some football teams are perennial losers and some are perennial winners. Yeah, and you know what? And I'll say this. Uh, of course, I was on social media. Y'all know I'm a James defender. He has warts. And so people are like, get rid of him. I'm like, who are you going to get? Well, Alex Smith don't throw picks on like, but he's been traded twice already. Alex Smith, <laughs> you know, Alex Smith don't throw nothing now. That's what I'm saying. Tyrod Taylor's been traded. But see, my, my thing is that and I, 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 think, I always uh, troll Dale about what. Um, I think Vinny yeah. Testaverde is available. Um, yes. <laughs> shout out, shout out oh, to Scott in the chat room. Shout I'll say this real quick and I go. Vinny Testaverde, he said his Tech Mobile rating was trash truck juice. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, I'll say this before I go. Uh, I, I always be trolling them about Andrew Luck, right? I be messing with you, right? I, I be pulling my court. But it's like with him, he has court. to be perfect. Yes. And, uh, a lot. It's like if your quarterback, I don't care who it is, even like Aaron Rodgers, if you're asking him to be perfect every game, you're not going to win because no one's perfect. Even Brady's not perfect. And I'll say this real quick also. My beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they want to blame every single number three. I ain't saying he's perfect. But the defense only got one takeaway so far this year. Can we help the guy out? Can we get some good punt returns and kick returns? Why does it got to be a long damn field? Can we get a running back? I don't think – hey, let me ask you all this. In y'all fantasy league, is Peyton Barber still available? I bet he is. Ain't nobody taking him. Uh, yeah, he is in mine. <laughs> But hey, but, but hey, but you guys take it easy, man. Hey, right, hey man. Jimmy, leave those white women alone, right, man. Peace, right. guys. All right, Tobias. All right, real quick you. before we uh roll damn time. Getting, roll damn time before we get into these uh, because we got a lot of grind topics today, so somebody gonna get a JoJo. But um, Grimey. let's go to let's go to Rob out in Cali real quick. Rob, what's up, man? Yo, can y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear you, breathing. We hear you, we hear you, we hear you. Yo, man, it's your boy Big Rob, a.k.a. Yo, man, the, yo, from Cali to Philly, but don't call me the Fresh Prince. Your boy Big Rob, a.k.a. 
Yo, all my teams is winning championships year after year. What's good, man? How y'all doing? Good, oh, how you? Fresh Prince from Philly to Cali, though. Not Cali to Philly. You went back to Cali. But anyway, my fault. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yo, yo. I got love, man. Yo, Will Chamberlain came out here, and his numbers got higher, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, and I talk, and I talk yo, about points, right. but anyways, <laughs> I talk about points. But anyways, yo, um, first of all, Tobias, man, your country behind, yo, hasn't hollered at me yet, man. Yo, yo, holler at your boy, yeah. but yo, all, yo, all, all I got, all, all I got to say, all I got to say is basketball is back. I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of happy, but upset. I don't know if y'all saw the saw the post, so y'all gonna talk about it. Um, the NBA basically took Levar Ball's idea. And expanded yeah, it, you know. Um, um, uh, what do y'all think about that? And this is is this a real big positive? And I want to know like the downside of you know stealing a black man's idea, even though I don't like him stealing a black man's idea, you know. And uh, <laughs> that's No, real talk though. Like, how long have people been? Saying that the D League now G League should do something like that. So, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Unguard I, I, fan, but how do we know they haven't had that in the works for a minute now? Like, you know, it's Bar has hastily brings them out. Maybe they've been planning on that. I don't, it's written, I don't it's written, know. It's, it's because, written in Sports the Book, which came out before the JBA, by the way. So let's just say Bar stole my idea. But right. even with that being said, um, the fact of the matter is that's what the world is, man. Like, yo, it's, it's, it's big, it's big fishy little fish, man. So big, big, big little fish. That way, you, yo, you, you gotta get down, you gotta lay down. You have, you have to figure, you have to figure out a way to make your product. Um, different from what else is out there, especially when somebody got a big, a big, you know, pocket. Like, all right, all right, for argument's sake, when Snapchat came out, they figured out a way to compete with the Facebook and the Twitter and all that. And then Facebook didn't like the way, you know, things was popping, so we're going to end you. That's called business, man. You know, but I, I get your point. On one hand, you talk about that like, we we've had so many ideas and things pulling from us um, throughout history. But you know the thing about capitalism though is is is, is vicious. Big rap, little rap. Rob, you cool yeah. man? So like you are, son, you son, you like yeah. a, a real life Fortnite board right now, man. Like you jumping out a plane or something. Rob is further bringing down the audio quality of my program. No, 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 no. I just got back to the crib, but 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 yeah, you court. You pay child support? No. No. No, never, never. He, he just got, no, he, he just got back from court. He, he just got back to the crib. <laughs> oh, I thought he said court. I'm about to say, damn, Rob, pay your child support, dog. <laughs> pay your fare. Nah. Oh, it's a fair now, but um, yo, um, <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> Rob, that's how they laugh out in California. That's how they laugh out in California. No, nah, we 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 do the Eddie. We, uh, all all the all the dark skin all the dark skin brothers in my family do the Eddie Murphy laugh. But you know, that's all I gotta say. You know, the the Joker smile. But yo, anyways, um, so 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 so
Shout out to the Dodgers. I hope they win. The Dodgers, shout out to the Dodgers. We really, no, 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 no. Let's talk about the series tomorrow. They they gonna start the World Series. But let's 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 talk about basketball real quick. On basketball, real quick, um, real quick. I thought I thought I thought the um, you know, before, you know, Magic was the HNIC and made that move. I thought the Lakers the had a lot of potential. <laughs> Whatever. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Rob. Stop letting this be off to distract you, man. Just go ahead, man. Put your bar. And, yeah, yeah. Before he made that move, I thought the Lakers really, really had a lot of potential. We had a lot of young talent there. Brandon Ingram will come to his own. Kyle Kuzma came out of nowhere, so I thought this group could be potentially a, a, a young forty-win team. But now, since LeBron James has come to LA, I predict that they be a fifty-one team. I predict uh-huh. that they lose probably in the second round unless they make unless they make a stupid trade getting up a, getting at least a big man or a number or a number um um or a number two. But I'm I'm kinda or glad Lavar's Boban. Boban out there dunking on people without jumping. Get him from the Clippers. <laughs> Boban the I, we need we need a big we need a big dude that can just just be real nasty. But I don't I don't know if there's a guy out out there. Why why we need that? Why we need that? I watched the finals why? the last um the last decade. And I ain't seen nobody with no big dude that just being nasty the way you talking about. What year yeah, is this? I saw, I saw Boga, Andrew Boga, Andrew Boga, Andrew Boga, Andrew Boga, Andrew Boga, Andrew Boga barely was on the floor. Andrew Boga was on the bench most of the time. <laughs> he he left the NBA in block uh, a few times. But and again, when the anyway. playoffs started, he was he was blocking people from sitting in their seat on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> but they they play a lot of small ball. We gonna go there. They play. They, okay. Okay. <laughs> Here no, go. I'm just Here go. Rob, the league is That's true. That's true. Like, that whole that's thing true. of the big now, that's like played out. Like, nobody needs that. Everybody spreads the floor and runs rock. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just oh, need to, like, you know, what the Lakers need, in my opinion, watching the Lakers play, they look like they look good when they're out on the run. But the problem with the Lakers is they can't shoot. They got no shooting. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, they don't. They, I, I think, I, I see a lot of potential. Kyle Kuzma got better. Sure, Brett Ingram got shot, got really better. LeBron. The only thing I, I I think that's a negative is I think LeBron James is gonna influence that flopping, and I really hate floppers. You know, LA prices. I just I just don't want it to be like a cancerous, which I think it will grow. Oh, but so, the so, thing so is you that wasn't, you, you, wasn't, you wasn't around for the Vlade Divac years, huh? You you wasn't paying for Vlade Divac. Yeah, yeah, I was a kid. Listen, listen, I was listen. I was there for Vlade Divac for the no. Derek Fisher's punk stuff flopping over a place. Yes, who who no. was who was just as bad as Vlade Divac? You see, you you tell me Derek Fisher was not as bad as Vlade Divac? No, no, Vlade. Yo, listen, real talk. I'm not. I know this is probably not true, but to my knowledge. Velotti Divac invented flopping. I never noticed it before. Velotti <laughs> Dottie, we like to floppy. I don't know if he invented it. 
took it to another level. Like he added he added the Hollywood acting part to it, and then and then I Robin never saw flopping before, dude. But Rob, we, we gotta go, cuz. We talk to you, you next week, all right? Pistons. Rob. Oh yeah, and tell the New Yorkers to start crying, man. You know, Eagles whooped that butt. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I B. Yeah, peace. All right, Rob. All right, Rob. Peace, 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 peace. peace. All right, Rob. Right, here. Rob. He's brooding me like, man, I ain't gonna let you hang up on me. <laughs> Not with that. All right, man. So we're gonna get into some grind topics, man, because we got a show full of them. We got to hurry up through these now so we can get to some hoops. Um, so y'all know the drill. You have to check out our website, warroomsports.com. But if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, this is out of Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but already listen from your phone. Just go ahead and press 1 if you want to talk. Right. Yes, sir. All right, let's yeah. talk about what happened while you were on the grind, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. Bottom line, this is the greatest sports book ever written. Inside this book, in fact, it talks about expanding the uh, – at the time it was known as the D League before the G League. That's how, that's how old these bars are. And it talks about paying – you know, it talks about basically what happened today. Jim Stradamus. Yo, you can get that at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. But it's time to talk about what happened while you was on yeah, the grind. Don't be letting people go out there – don't 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 let nobody go out there and say the the G League stole Lavar's idea because this book was out Lavar before Lavar was on TV, you know, doing his thing. So um, yeah, we ain't gonna let nobody do that. Tell Var, this book was the number one to, seller on Google for a minute. Them, so y'all read it. Yo, y'all read tell, it. Tell Var to send tell Var to send me one of them checks that be bouncing. Yo, but um, <laughs> in other words, <laughs> let's start off with uh, let's talk about. Um, a rest in power to uh, Paul Allen, who is uh, who's gone. He passed away at 65. Salute to him because my man only lived at 65, but co-founded Microsoft. He owned two professional teams. He he put in work in them 65 years. Great so, cash, homie. Rest in power to Paul. <laughs> rest in power to Paul Allen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yo, the dude. What do you say? Seahawks, Trailblazers, and, Seahawks, and Trailblazers. An MLS team. What's the MLS team? What's yo, yeah, team? that too. Yeah. Dude own everything. Yo, but even more important than that, my man co-founded Microsoft, yeah, dog. Like, yo, right. All of us, all of us have been touched by him. Whoa, um, and it, based <laughs> upon the fact that uh, Microsoft is what it is, um, using Windows right another now. Another story. Twenty man, billion listen, dollars man, at his death. That was his worth. Shout out to him. Another story. Damn. That's also true. <laughs> I that, know, uh, right? Money ain't nothing but a, a tool. Cause my man got twenty billion, and I'm and sitting up he, here with twenty dollars. He supposedly has given um, in excess of $2 billion throughout his lifetime. Talk about for Damn, how you Damn. give away $2 billion? $2 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Salute to him, man. He's definitely a legend, man. I got one, I got half of, half of a 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 percent. But I still got more boxing ball. Anyway, you know, Patriots fan was charged for throwing beer in Tyreek Hill's face. Like, um, so Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown, you know what I'm saying? Tried to celebrate my Patriots fan. They, uh, they threw beer in his face, man. Um, and they got charged for doing so. Um, and I saw yeah. people argue both sides. It's like, y'all made a game. I want to uh, have fun and all that. Like, I'm like, since when did assault mean? Like, why, why do you have to say, assault somebody assault, to have fun, though? Why do you have to assault somebody to have fun, though? Like, kind of fun. He's y'all still getting off easy because he was charged with dis- disorderly conduct. 
and throwing an object at a sporting event. Like so, they didn't even use the term assault. Now I bet you, yeah, if that was um, if, if if that was Travis Kelsey that jumped up there and he threw a beer in his face, it'd be straight assault charges. Yeah, I just pulled the card. Mm-hmm. They got the, who knows? Mm. Race. <laughs> <laughs> Make a new game for the race card. Race. <laughs> <laughs> yo, shout out to the shout out to the Uno games in the cabin. They be off the chain. But yo, um, yeah. crazy story, man. Crazy story, but be awesome, man. You, got, I gotta get your opinion on this story, man. And the reason I gotta get your opinion on this story is because this is your man, Kellen Winslow Jr., aka the Soldier Dude. <laughs> So the soldier dude is—he's going to stay in trial for rape. Yo, first off, there was like certain allegations that he was taking um granny box. That was one, but this yeah, one right here drinking. is for uh, is for a younger lady and him and his man. Like he basically, she was drunk, passed out. Hey, granny box. Yo, and, and he um you know he tried to uh you know um. Enter the Wu Tang from behind and forced her head on his man, and she's telling him, and "This now this is ale- this is allegedly this is what I'm reading the story." She's telling the boy to stop, and he's like ignoring her. But it, even more disturbing, like if you watch if you watch him in court, yo, the boy has like no remorse, no expression at all. Like something's really wrong with this right, man. I gotta translate this. For the people out there who don't understand. Oh, my bad, my bad. I, 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 I talk in Ebonic yeah. colloquialism, man. Because they bad. might my bad, they not have read sports the book so they didn't get the war room glossary what? in the back of it. My bad, so my bad. This 33-year-old woman who accused him of raping her at a house party when she was a teenager back in 2003, um, she said that she woke up from a drunken fog to find him penetrating her from behind while pushing her face into another man's penis. So they was trying to run Tris' name while she was asleep. He even, like, sure. and this is in court, like Jimmy said, he remained expressionless after she alleged that he ignored her screams of stop, stop, um, as, she, as she tried to push him away. So, yeah, Kellen Winslow, we heard some of these before, but they, these were pretrial um, testimonies, so you know, he's about to be world. World I take the country. Does for war. They don't give a freaking, you know what, about you. They will kill you. They're out there to kill you. So I'm going to kill them. Yeah. yeah. You write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. No, man, I'm pissed. All y'all take this down. I'm pissed, man. We don't care about nobody except this you. We don't. About this you. If I didn't hurt him, he'd hurt me. They're gunning for my leg. I'm gonna come right back at him. Soldier. Yo, Yo. oh yeah, they say that they in court. Kill me. He's not gonna get the benefit of the doubt on anything. <laughs> Yo, he, that, basically, that, that means that he's been off. He just had my daddy played in the league privilege because he's been off. Yo, yeah. my man said they out there trying to kill me. Like, why are you? So why why are you playing this sport? Like, Yo. Why, I'm a, I'm I'm just I'm not gonna say. Somebody to kill me. I'm just calling it what it is, man. Kellen Winslow Sr. needs to be ashamed of himself. He didn't spend any time with his son, nor the white woman he created him with. He spent no time with Junior. No. Yeah, the 
JoJo, Giving especially his dad you're a JoJo award. Come on, man. <laughs> you give daddy JoJo, even though he the one out there, you know what I mean? You try to enter the 36 chambers in, in Nevermar. But anyway, um, man. And the funny thing is, you know, I was thinking about, like, when you think about any time any sort of football player is on trial for anything, you'll start to wonder about that, uh, you know what I mean? They tell the truth. They tell the truth, man. What I'm starting to wonder yeah, about man. is Jimmy said he tried to enter the Wu-Tang from behind, and I almost banged out. My driving deserves it, JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of that, Aaron Hernandez teammates are now describing odd behavior he once had. I'm like, why are you describing it now? Like, you know, or is it one of them things where you're having revisionist history because of uh, how he was, like, how he how his life ended up? Now, right. now you're like, you know what? But why talk about crazy. it? Yeah, I mean, but why yeah. talk about it? Um, but yeah, I mean that that stuff. I mean that happens to all of us because I, I forgot what it was about. But I was talking to, to to my wife about something earlier, and I'm like, like you could start to put two and two together now, even though that was years ago. Like you put two and two together, and now you understand why certain things went the way it went. So probably was that, but the stuff that they described as odd behavior. It went a little past odd behavior. Like, you should know right then and there that this dude is off. Like, uh, Brandon Lloyd was saying, a former receiver, at, when he was with the Patriots, he said there would be swings where he'd be the most hyper-masculine, aggressive individual in the room where he'd be ready to fight somebody in fits of rage. Or he'd be the most sensitive person in the room talking about cuddling with his mother or, or asking people, like, do you think I'm good enough to play? Like, come on, if you don't understand right there that, like, this dude has two sides to his personality and he could be a dangerous individual, then... That's, cause that, that's, because, that's because they all they all are that way. First of all, I feel like you got to be kind of off to play football at that level anyway. You just got to be. Um, so a lot of times, like, a lot of times they just, like, because it's probably, like, I don't want to say this, but it's probably like normalized behavior in football that some of these dudes are just off. But also, what I'm saying is when someone dies or something happens, you start piecing things together that probably didn't happen anyway. You start to try to fit your narrative that he was, uh, you know what I mean? So you probably, they probably added sauce on it anyway. No, they, they definitely, that's, my that's probably the case. He also recalled a time where Hernandez said that he would F up fellow receiver Wes Welker. Because during the 2012 training camp, Welker was teasing Hernandez about needing help in the film room. But that's crazy because, really, you think you're just razzing on your teammate. Wes Welker doesn't know how close he was to getting the murder game laid down on Like, he really yo. did. He thought, he thought it was, like, teasing between teammates. Like, yo, you, he woke up sleeping with the fishes. Listen, man. man. That's Tom what Brady I tell my too. family all the time. I, Tom Brady told me. <laughs> well, yeah, Wayne Perry. Hey, Tom, Tom, was, Tom, Tom was trying to pull a rank on him one time. Tom probably almost got murked. Yo, I, I tell people that all the time, right? Like a lot of a lot of people in my family have like road rage issues, and I tell them, listen, man, I don't, I don't engage in that because you don't know who you're talking to or what kind of day they having. You don't know what kind of day they having. They could just be having a day, and you push them over the edge, and next thing you know, they pulling a the blicky out. Wait, and you know you ain't very. I had a driver <laughs> just go past me. Blicky with the sticky. Like, I had a driver go around me and just give me the finger for no reason. Like, I don't know what that was. Yo, I had a boy cuss me out, and I told him, I said, peace, peace. And he felt bad and apologized. You know what I mean? I Yo. Kill him with kindness. 
You can tell we getting you can tell we getting old. I can't share any road rage story. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But anyway, man, that's out there, man. But speaking speaking of uh oh my god, it's all kinds of this odd football behavior. This former NFL Falcon, um, that's the Atlanta Falcon, he was charged in the alleged rape of a twelve year old girl. And what makes this story crazy Falcon is uh, Falcon. Yeah, wow. he, yeah, yeah. He he um was in a room with a twelve-year-old girl. Now the story I read, I didn't know, I didn't mention like what kind of um, relationship was there. Here's what's weird about it: his wife walked in, and my man was standing there um, with, uh, with his man piece out erect above a twelve-year-old girl. And right. when the wife saw it, he, he ran, ran to the kitchen. Yeah, and it's like, yo, it was just like a bad timing type, John. Like you walked in as I was walking by, but then they, but then the, uh, the girl said. Yo, boy made me um, top him off, and we we uh, you know engaged in coil activities. And they did a test, and the test showed that he entered the thirty six chambers. And um, you know, based upon that, (laughs) my man got arrested. Yo, so be awesome. You you understanding what I'm what I'm talking about, good brother? Of course he do. Come on. I speak the Dunn. I'm fluent in the Dunn language and the 30 right, right. Probably okay, 30% right, of my family. 30% of my family. Like, yo, what is he talking about? My fault. What Jimmy was trying to tell y'all was that Justin Crawford, and yeah, we're going to say his name because we didn't say his name yet. Justin Crawford, who Jimmy should be keying up this JoJo in a minute for when I finish. Um, he, uh, yeah, like 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 Jimmy said, his wife came in the room. He's standing over a twelve-year-old girl naked with an erect penis. He runs into the kitchen. He tells his wife, you know, she just startled him or whatever. The the twelve-year-old girl tells the woman later on because the wife just went back to bed. She said she was uneasy, but she still went back to bed. Like, how do you go to bed and not get this out of the way what? before you go to bed? Is beyond me. You gotta go to but, jail too. Yeah, he said. Um, he initially denied having sex with the child because she told the story of he made me give him oral sex and then, you know, he penetrated me. So they, they, they did everything. Um, he, he originally denied it, but later he claimed that it was the 12 year old girl's idea. Dog, it don't As matter whose idea with it. The little <laughs> girl could have told R. Kelly. The little girl could have told R. Kelly that I like yellow drink, but that ain't that don't mean that you <laughs> need to go out oh, and, yeah. and, and do anything. That's, that's not cool. So um, he's uh, yeah. So he was charged with um, engaging in sexual intercourse or sodomy, but he also was charged with some in- incest charges. Like yeah, that's said, what like I didn't they get. Didn't so say exactly who she was. So what I'm wondering is like, is she related to his wife? And I guess right. I guess it still is incest if it's like if it's through marriage, it's still incest, right? It is. It's that, like you can get incest charges with you know with a person whom he or she knows or he is related to either by blood or marriage. So even if it's by marriage, hey, it's I mean, still an incest. But hey, the incest charges the least of. Worry, hey right? Tobias, if you're listening, call in. I know you can explain incest to us. You like Alabama, and that's you know. So maybe you can explain the incest. <laughs> um, yeah. So yo, no, this, anyway. this dude is a vile piece of uh, cow excrement, um, 
Imagine yeah, he married, but I can't imagine I being a man with daughters. Like what I would do. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be in jail. I only life. wish, I only wish one thing upon him. There's a man that's in the penile system, and his first name is Fleece. I don't know if that's his <laughs> real name. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that yeah. he and Fleece can have a conversation and Fleece yo, can, you know. With, yo, be off the stop, because I'm hoping. I'm going to the next story. I'm going to the next story, man. Yo, um, Andrew Wiggins, man. Yeah, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves star player, if, if you want to call him a star. Um, He's donating $22 for every point scored this season. Um, shout to him. He's number 22, so that's the you know, he's trying to give back um, or trying to cover up the fact that uh, Jimmy Butler pooped on his whole life. Between Jimmy Butler and Stack 5, they pooped on his whole life. Um, but anyway, it's an honorable gesture. You can't really poop on somebody for donating money, so what am I doing? But um, Andrew Wiggins, overall, what do you guys think about him? Is, has he been a letdown thus far, or is he what you thought he was going to be? Well, before I answer that, I, you know, I just want to give a shout out for you know, twenty two dollars per point is a lot because no matter what you think of Andrew Wiggins, the one thing he can do very well is score the ball. So that's you know that's that's a big that's, that's a big time uh, donation yeah, is, right there. That's a big thing because he could have said uh, twenty two dollars per assist and he don't pass the ball to nobody. So oh, he could have um, said I ain't giving nobody nothing like a ODG. Right, right. Or he I don't give back to nothing. <laughs> The funny part <laughs> about it is I've seen this Nothing. story in a thousand places. I've posted this story in a thousand places, and I have yet to hear a positive comment come back on it. Somebody's always taking a shot at him for some reason or, or another. But as far as Jimmy's question about what he is, like, I don't know, like, because when the hype was going on, when he did come out of high school and, and go to college, when the hype was there, you know, I I thought he could play, but I didn't know as much about him as, you know, I've known about other consensus number one picks or top high school players in the nation. Oh, for one, that, for one, he's he's Canadian. He's so Canadian, he, uh, right? So I, you know, I saw a couple of videos, but I wasn't, you know, I I didn't see like sure shot, can't miss NBA superstar prospect here. Um. I mean, if you look at his numbers, his numbers have been very good. Yeah. But yeah, it's just something about him. It's that something that he doesn't have personality-wise. I, I don't know if it was Tobias yeah. or Casey Mack. It was somebody. It was one of the two brothers that said, basically, this boy just misses a dog. Like, he, he doesn't dog. seem to want there's it. No yeah. dog. There's no dog in Andrew Wiggins. And to be what we expect, and when I say we, I'm definitely talking about uh, the War Room Generals. To be what we expect a number one pick historically should be, he's not it. He's not it. But but the, the numbers are there. He's going to be a 20. Just purely off athleticism, he's going to be a 20 to 22 point per game scorer. But it, it's it's collecting numbers, and, and you're kind of rem- – reminded of 
Glenn Robinson even, who, well, Glenn Glenn was the big dog, and he had a little bit of the dog, uh, no pun intended, but it, it didn't lead to a winning situation or mentality. It was just, I'm going to get mine. And I don't know that Andrew Wiggins is a I'm a get mine type of scorer. Shout out to Ricky Davis. He's just naturally able to score, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't translate to wins or leadership or a signature. There's not a signature thing within his persona where you're like, yo, yeah, him, he's gonna be that dude. He, he nah, he's just, he's just a very shout talented out to Kevin guy. Love. Shout out to Kevin Love. <laughs> um. Kevin Love's signature is that um, he's a Mayo man. Outside of that, uh, never mind. Um, but $22 for every point is still an honorable thing, man. So we got to salute to him uh, for making that, you know, making that something he's going to do this season. Um, big ball. He got to do something to keep Uncle, uh, Uncle Stack off, his, off that ass. <laughs> yeah, this is but true. No, let's, this say, um, let's say he plays 82 games this season. You know, a lot of people don't do that anymore. Let's say he plays 82, and let's say he scores 20 a game like he have, has been scoring. That's, mm-hmm. you know, $22. That's like not as much as I thought it would be, but <laughs> I think I hyped it. It's like $36,000, so I, I kind of hyped it. I thought it was more than that. But, oh, but, there, and, but and, like Jimmy uh, said, he could have the... gave nothing. So, you know. Yeah, what's the term down there? You, you sliced it. Yeah, I sliced it. I sliced it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't know how long I thought the basketball season was. <laughs> that's what was giving half a billion. He was like, you both giving half a billion dollars. <laughs> he sliced it that much. Yo, I just sliced it. I ain't Tatum it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, Bull going to start taking less shots. He going to pass the ball up. Anyway. Yeah. um I'm about to really show you the, the, no, the no dog. Anyway, Triple B, Big Baller brand, debuts a cheaper shoe. And by cheaper, I mean it's still 200 bucks. Um, any of you guys copping the Big Baller brand shoe? You going to put your order in now so you can get it in 2024? Only to burn it. Come on, man. You can't do that, man. You guys. <laughs> I, I saw problem, this man. shoe, and shout out to Tobias. Tobias said they didn't drop the price, but now they're charging $200 for a bowling shoe. Um, the shoe doesn't... It, <laughs> You know, <laughs> even if you thought the other shoes, because I thought, you know, not really the Zoles, but I thought the Mellow one was kind of hard. So, you know, even if you thought some of the shoes were all right, like this one doesn't compare. And, you know, all the complaints that you had about that, especially with the ordering process, the pre, you know, the pre-order, you get your shoes six to eight months later, maybe the wrong size, some of the shoes were falling apart. So, you know, VAR doing his VAR thing, he's just sticking up the public and making a whole lot of money and then putting out shows on Facebook where he's showing his brand new mansion with his, his company logo all on the building, you know, dancing all in the videos and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, $200, that's, that's still a lot for shoes. It's more along the lines of what people are paying for shoes these days, but I, I, I'm not people. I still don't pay $200 for athletic Come shoes. Come on, cuz. I got the final I hold deal. Y'all, I'm still flying. I hold y'all I hold y'all brothers in too much high regard to feel like y'all will fall for this charlatan's game, man. He's a 
He's a fraud, man. He yeah, Outside of however you feel about this fraudulence, man, I ain't paying two hours for no shit. I wear slides most days anyway. So FOH, dog. Uh, you give me some triple B slides, <laughs> I could pay like thirty dollars for. I'm gonna support, but outside of that, funds on hold. Yeah, because I'm the cool. Slides cost like two twenty. Dog, I can give me. I can. Yeah, he's drawing slides is two twenty. I don't go give me Nike slides for like a dub. What are you talking about? I would, I, and I would buy just like you've always said. I would buy some triple B slides if they cost what slides are supposed to cost. Yeah, yeah but come on, man. Yeah, that's that's nice. supporting this dude. This dude this is a price oh, Listen, man. I support listen, black man. Business, I can man. give me some. Uh, but Lavar ain't black. I give me some Lavar is black ass business. That's black ass business. I ain't black. I can give me some Kaepernick slides. I can give me some air oppressions, man. Get like the slides, like Kaepernick eleven slides. Air emancipation. <laughs> yeah, man. Salute to Kaepernick, Kenny Stills, and uh, and my man Eric Reed, though, man. The real, the real football players. Yo, right, anyway, so before um, I give these quick birthday shout outs, Jim, and then we go on the hoops. We got a call on the line. We got the homie yo, Nas calling I'm down from, from GA. I'm not. Nas, what's going on, good brother? You in the war room? <laughs> yeah, man. I got a lot of you grievances go. with you people, so I, 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 I can't do the <laughs> Let's go. step in. I, I, I got to lay Let's out go. these grievances first. Well, come on, man. Before you, before you do. You're going to buy some, uh, you know, they, they lowered the price point on the triple Bs, man. You're going to grab some Zotus? <laughs> nah, he good. He, he, he keep that. He keep that. But let, let, let me get into these grievances. First of all, I'm calling the FCC. Jimmy cannot say into the Wu-Tang from behind. He cannot say. Yeah. He cannot say Granny You cannot do that, sir. You, you cannot That's what I'm do Yo, that in not. polite society, sir. And sure. plus, your man, your man is sitting here making us laugh when we talking about stories like rape. Like, come on, man, you gonna have the the, the feminist no. on us? We have Sir, yo, you topped him yo, on the R. Kelly joke or after? Yo, what is going yo, on? Nah. I know, I know. You talking nah. about? My bad. Nod, nod, nod. When you look at how great. Nods, when you look at how great our program is and why we're not on a major platform, is this episode, man. Is this the one? They don't want us. They don't. They don't want us in prime time, man. These oh, two this dudes, man. This is Exhibit A. This, this is Exhibit A right here tonight. Yo, my and, man, and yo, he you are, gold drink. I got I got a beef to settle with him before I get out of here. I'm putting on my commemorative arguing do rag to start that beef with him about Cam Newton. But uh, shout out to y'all, <laughs> yeah. Philly. Tell not. After we saw the shop the other day, we got to say Benjamin Simmons is now the patron saint of old heads. Like, his disregard for three-pointers, like, the face he made when he said it, like, dude, he is about that life of to hell with trade. Old heads are going to love Ben Simmons forever now, dude. Dude, shout out to <laughs> Ben Simmons. And if, if we got to keep hearing these people say arm talent, uh, I'm just going to start up yeah, that's my favorite. manipulation. Since we, we just making up fake terms and adding words to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I'm yeah, saying like his arm, manipulation for dribbling. From, from like his now arm on, is a whole different saying. entity from his body. He just got arm talent. <laughs> right. Nothing else on his body is talented. Just arm talent. Right. One of them dudes got mm-hmm. that off and everybody said, damn, that sounds smart. And everybody started saying it. Trash. But uh, but yeah, man, y'all exactly y'all boys going hard today. Uh, much respect to y'all, man. I, y'all had me up here dying at work, man. I damn near had to walk off because uh, the 
I don't know what the correct term is to slip in to talk about other cultures, but those people was watching me. I had to creep off, laughing up there. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, man, y'all y'all hit on a lot today, man. But just trying to think about, man, like, okay, how do we get to a point to where this dude Levar Ball and people like him, we're looking at, are being looked up to in the black. Have we completely just given up and decided we're going to buy into the grifter mentality and that representation actually means more than actually doing something? Well, there's a black person. Yeah. So I guess guess we're good. A great philosopher once said, what you eat don't make me. So let's let's stop with this representation means more than actual substance. And uh, just passed. he donated two billion. Your man's giving up 22 for every point. Look, man. Giving up to charities only does so much. It doesn't change the balance of power in the society. It doesn't change the way things happen. Mm. We got to start calling it out. You got a charity, 80% goes mm. to, the money, to the employees that running the company, and 20% to the cause. Man, get the hell out of here with your damn charity. You better off riding a helicopter over the hood and dropping dollar bills out. That ain't changing oh. nothing. Like, get the hell out of here oh. with this charity. Like, uh, and, and then as far as Wiggins, look, we can't even compare Wiggins to the big dog. Big dog used to get buckets. He was hard to guard. If you put him on the right team, you yeah, can do something. Was Wiggins that. is just an athlete who can jump. When you see his numbers, but then watch him play, you say, okay, he can't really dribble too well. I mean, bounce manipulation too well. He's not a good passer. I mean, all he can do is kind of roll to the basket or somebody else feed him buckets. He's not a good shooter. So what does he actually do? And go back to that damn NCAA game. We watched that game and said, damn, who is that damn seven-footer? That's what we said when we watched the so-called matchup between him and Parker. All of us was like, who is that dude talking about Joel Embiid? So, you know, it, it is what it is with that dude. I got to get out of here before a lot because I'm, I'm betting a whole bunch of money today real ignorantly uh, because I got a feeling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm on that. Got today. you. Got you. Got a feeling. Got you. Yeah, man, great point. A bunch of fire points, man. A bunch of fire points. Listen, Yo. man, you write about that charity, man. That's why the only charity I do is um put young ladies through college um who like to de- no mind. Um, indeed, direct, you know, direct, direct giving that actually matters. I'm in the line at Kroger in the cashier's gonna ask me, do you want to donate to our cancer? Y'all Kroger, if y'all want to solve this, y'all can donate a billy tomorrow. What the hell are you asking me for money for? Like, man, get the hell out of here with this charity stuff, man. I, I, real giving matters, not this charity stuff. Hell, I got an answer mm, to collect talk. coats for the kids. The kids get the coats. You know what I'm saying? Yo, LeVar, yo, yeah. listen, brother. Nah, you dead on. LeVar Ball eats pork and don't brush his teeth and then marries pork. So I can't do that again. Oh, good God. <laughs> yo. Y'all, yo, you out of control, beloved. <laughs> y'all kids, man, y'all too far. Oh, but dude, the last thing, last thing. As much as Cam Newton is a coon off the field, we do have to say the dude is a baller on the field. He's not regressing. He's not a bad player. He Ball. got the whole yeah, family. You ain't gonna never say that, now. You ain't gonna never get the Austin. The whole, well, see, I mean, I mean, because that's the Austin. You, he's, he's in a, you gotta no, understand. No, no, hold up a second. Hold he's up a not. Second. They got a whole new uh, offense in. He's putting it in. His receivers are limited as usual. One of the receivers fumbled twice last game. If y'all saw it. But Cam Newton is really good, man. And, uh, you know, as much as I dislike that brother as a man, he's a good football did player. You last game, did you see the end of the last game? He threw well, the he ball to you. You were open. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, right? So a lot of times, like, I hear people call him a bum, and they say he's not Brady or he's not Breeze or Manning. It's like nah. everybody's not that. 
but he's also he's also like you know not at the at the bottom tier of other quarterbacks too. I mean, he's a good quarterback. Find me another quarterback who went to a Super Bowl with the receiving core he did. Find me another. Guarantee even in naming Brady, even in naming Brady, remember, the Patriots benefit from the racism of the rest of the NFL. rest of the NFL disregards white receivers. Patriots see that as a come up, so they bring in people and actually get an advantage from it. I also think that's why uh, your point is getting tight coverage. And did he was talking about the before the white receivers. I was talking yeah, about David, David Gibbons, David Gibbons, and Troy Brown, Manny Moe, and Jack. <laughs> oh, so we we gonna do that to Troy Brown now? We gonna do that to him? Troy Brown, yo, they gave, yo, 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 hey, they, gave, they, they gave Cam Troy Brown numbers on you, man. <laughs> they gave Cam Newton a Charter Sauce running back though, <laughs> and no hey, tackle. He had a like fall and no tackle. How you gonna, how you gonna give oh, me a position tar- how you how you gonna give me a tartar sauce halfback? <laughs> Y'all I can't even remember Troy Brown's number, so I can't argue back against what you said, so I'm just gonna leave that alone. But Brad but what about Brad Johnson? Yeah, they had a what what, all time defense. Yeah. And they had slow ass Keyshawn and what was it? I can't remember the other receiver, but yeah. Hey, they did what they did. Brad Johnson threw touchdowns to himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we just disrespect one of the great white receivers of all time, Joe Jaravicious? Did we just do that? (laughs) (laughs) Joe Jaravicious. Joe was the GOAT against the Eagles in the uh, NFC Championship game. Yeah, (laughs) All right, Nice, man. We holler at you next week. Thanks for your call. All right, man. All right, homie. Yo, it's funny describing Andrew Wiggins. That and describing Andrew Wiggins that reminded me of like Cedric Sabalas because Cedric couldn't shoot. Yo, but Cedric might have been even worse because he didn't even have the same athleticism. Somehow he has seasons where he put up like nineteen, twenty a game, just running the break. Couldn't see either. He dunked the ball blindfolded. Yo, he just he the goat. Boy just ran the break. Boy just ran the break and put up like nineteen and eight without even having like <laughs> yo. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't dribble. He yo, he couldn't shoot. Yo. He couldn't dribble. He had no post yeah, moves. Cedric Sabalas had no game, yo. <laughs> He's nineteen. <laughs> no game. Oh Yo, man, he had, he had one third of the game of Richard Dumas, but Richard Dumas was high on crack. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy oh, though, because you like you really don't notice that. Like you just think back, like yeah, Cedric Sabalos was all right, and then you think about it, like what could he do well though? Like, Yo, nothing. <laughs> it was, he couldn't get the ball in the ice. My man couldn't shoot. He couldn't dribble. He couldn't ball. post up. He laid the hell yo, out he of that, bro. Ran the break very well. Yo, yo, he, he ran the break very well. He probably used to kill the three-man weed joint in practice. He probably was the boss at that. Like, watch how I do this. Anyway, um, real quick, though, uh, Dev, you want to give some birthday shout-outs when we move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really quick. Uh, the birthday shout-outs aren't brought to you by anybody, so we don't have to say anything about that. Um, celebrating the birthday today, Bob Whitfield, former NFL player. Um, now... Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta star (laughs) He turns 47 years old Um, He was laying the beats on his wife I heard that Yo, yo Not that I watch Real Housewives But I I I watch Real Housewives Yo, I ain't gonna lie That's one of my favorite shows (laughs) Y'all can judge your mother Y'all can judge your mother Because that's my my (laughs) twist 
anyway, um, yo, yes, he definitely he definitely put the beats on her and then like joked about it. Uh, yeah, 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 and then made her like cry in front of everybody. Yo, dude, crazy man. Yeah, take that yeah, back, man. Crazy. Oh, happy birthday, you get a JoJo. Um, shout out to Tommy the Hitman Hearns, who turns fifty nine. He's most famous That's for Marvin Martin up in an exhibition bout. So, <laughs> um, so shout well, out to Tommy the Hitman Hearns for what Hagler did to him. Hitman Hearns. Um, Martina Navratilova turns sixty one years old. Damn, I'm old. Um, shout out to, to Mike Dicker, the poster boy for CTE, in my opinion. He turned 78 years old. And um, rest in peace, shout, shout out to uh, Keith Jackson, not the former tight end Keith Jackson, but the former uh, broadcaster. He was born 10-18-1928. He died January 12th of this year, 2018. So we'd like to give a warm salute to all of these folks on their birthday. birthday. Yay! Yo, yo, hold up. Doing I'm, laughing at, I'm, laughing, I'm laughing at our chat room because Skyview broke down the math. But it's kind of funny. He said, so if Andrew Wiggins scores 28 points, he's donating $616. He said the ball makes like $701,000 like a game or something like that. Yeah. I I um, I definitely siced it. <laughs> no, because yo, the whole yo, time I'm reading said, the story and I'm sitting here defending this dude against all these evil comments for his very, for what I thought was a very philanthropic idea. You never did, like, yo, you never did the I math. I sat here during the show and did the math, I'm like, yo, like, he ain't really giving yo, that much. Scott, like, you also said that. Wiggins like, board donations account. ain't even paying my student loans, Jimmy. Like, come on, cuz. Dog, yo, his donations can't pay my pizza bill. Yo, he said the boy got leg talent. <laughs> 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 he got leg talent. Come on, man. Oh man, oh. that's fire! Scab, oh. you bringing that fire tonight? <laughs> oh man, oh, y'all crazy! I don't Yo. know what we're doing right now, man. Y'all can check out our website, WilliamSports.com. But if you want to call us and speak to us about hoops topics, because we might have talked some hoops for the last twenty minutes, um, dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline three two three four one zero 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 one two. Press one when prompted, but if you already listen from the phone, you know what to do. Press one if you want to hop. Oh man, yo, um, <coughs> NBA Rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. So you and your business need a custom website. Stop being oh, yeah. sites, stop playing yourself, and get you a custom website. You can do so by visiting digitalextremetech.com or calling two six seven two zero five four two zero three. And if you want a discount, say yo, I was listening to the War Room and they said called Digital Extreme Tech. And I got a Wix site. I need a digital extreme tech site. And do that. 267-205-4203. But it's time to talk some basketball. Wix is ass. <laughs> well, we made the most ratchet drops uh-huh. in the game. We got the most ratchet advertisement drops in the game. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. So if you need we just anybody need crap on the competition, right? Drops, Go, go to yeah, our guy. Pretty much. We poop on the competition. And if you want us to poop on them, you got to pay us more than they do. Anyway, listen, Um, real quick. This, uh, Equal this opportunity week, poopers. Um, opening week is always exciting. Like, it'll die down probably in two weeks. But it's always exciting to uh, see the rookies get out there, Um, you know, watch people. Yeah, on different, these days, watch people on their new team. Watch people come back from injuries that usually. By Tuesday, I'll be yeah. bitching about the league and yeah. Watch cats come back from injuries that in the past would have ended their career. Um, shout out to Gordon Hayward. 
Um, Watch Tatum ascend to goat status. Yeah, Tatum is all. Yeah, you already crowned Tatum. Um, one of the things I find interesting though is like watching these rookies play. Is like, um, you know, Aiden last night. Boy, looked like he could be a legit player. Now, granted, it's one game. You know, he played well in the preseason too. But how are you so, gonna charge that off of one game? No, that's I just why I gave context. <laughs> but I'm saying it's only one game. But he also played well in the preseason. But his skill set is there. And um, Phoenix team is not bad. I, you know, it's funny because all these we only pay attention to the top teams in the West, like They're Golden State young. and Houston. And but Phoenix is young, but they got some pieces. Yeah, they just young, and they, you know they threw a couple of veterans in there. Shout out to the to the homie Ariza, who gonna go over there and start gunning because because of what he's been missing yo, out fake, playing yo, with Harden and Kobe. Hard. Be awesome. But listen, Jay, got, I know I, he spent uh-huh. his last ten years playing with Harden and Kobe, and them. He's like, man, I'm about to let it loose now. Cause I don't know if y'all remember when he Yo. first came in with the Knicks, he was a little bit of a scorer, and then he got yeah, with he these dudes and just became the defensive man. So he he Yo, let be awesome. loose. And I know I I know you didn't watch the game last night, cause but Joe, your man Trevor Ariza is Harden's young boy. It's weird, he like like he's the he's the older he's the older player, but he obviously was hanging around and sunning like James Harden. He was like doing a James Harden like. Jab step thing, the step back jump shot, even like a James Harden, as Dev called no, it, Jimmy. Africa step. It's not a Euro it's step. The, yeah, and it's not a step back jump shot. It's the steps back jump shot. You got to put the yeah, S in step it. Back. Back. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> yo, but I felt like I was watching a, a right-handed Harden. I'm like, yo, how do you, how you, you his young boy? Like, you older than him, but you're using all the moves. Like, this is this is right-handed Harden. Hey, he probably freaking looks like, him like, look. Even in the, I just played with a couple of MVPs. I played with James Harden. So I'm going to go with this young squad in Phoenix, and I'm going to go out here and get mine. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Ariza is back mm-hmm. like the Knicks. If somebody was stupid going to be like, we're going to give Trevor Ariza $180 million. <laughs> When he like 30. Yo, but be awesome, yo. You you, you would have been looking at this like, yo, come on, cuz. Like, he, right, he right-handed Harden, yo. He's Harden's young boy, even though he's older. Um, that was interesting to watch them play. Uh, the boy, the boy in, in Dallas, though, y'all might as well give him the rookie of the year because even though he needs to have the best outing, like he's already dirt 2.0. Like, yeah, they ain't talking about no else in the squad. He's point. yeah, young dirt. Hey, DeAndre Ayton is, you know, looks to be a pretty good player, and he's the odds-on favorite to win rookie of the year. But like you, you know, I picked Luca. Um, he he's gonna look the the He's gonna look grown. He's gonna look the most polished out of everybody. Like, yeah, he he's out there doing stuff to NBA talent, even you know, in, in just preseason and and the little bit that he played and just the one game last night. Like, he's doing stuff that you don't see European cats coming in and doing. Like, you don't see that kind of confidence yeah. from most Euro players right off the bat. <laughs> and he's out there like controlling the ten floor. years already. Right, he's controlling the floor like, like he's a ten year veteran. Like they even made a Dirk. point last night, right? They thought Dirk was a they made a point last night. Like they made a point. They said that Andre Ayton um, started playing basketball at twelve years old and developed into the talent that he is today, which he had number one pick. But your man Luca turned pro at thirteen. <laughs> so he already been. Come on, man. Yo, he been a pro athlete damn near a decade already. Yo, how do you turn pro at 13? 
I mean, because countries, uh, the countries be like, look, that's your path. That's your path. Like, you know, we're the only one like, you know, has these. Uh, that's, how they, that's, how these that's how they do over there. Yeah. But a lot of so them countries like, they be coming from, man, way. war-torn. Like, it, it's like the epitome of what Big said. Like, either you, well, they ain't slinging crack rock, but either you, you know, busting this blicky or you, or you got a wicked I, jump shot. I think it's, like I think it's something like that, but also sometimes it's not. I think a lot of times, like, they try to paint these pictures in some of these countries like they're war-torn, and they're not really war-torn. That's just um, our American uh, our American way of looking well, at Vladdy be out there telling the, the, the sob stories of his, his land. I mean, everybody tell everybody tells the sob stories. I can tell you a sob story of Philadelphia make you think that I live in um where where the Kim base from. Like, but the fact of the matter is, like um, and to get back to the basketball part of it, uh, <laughs> it's a truth in every major city. But like I'm saying, it all depends upon your perspective, man. Because because you could talk about certain parts in New York that's war torn, but then New York has more wealth than anybody else. Although, you know, certain parts of the Bronx. Anyway. Getting back to basketball, though, um, the the point is that um, a lot of these young cats be coming in the league ready to play. That's interesting to me, for one. For two, it's like there's so much movement now in in basketball, and it's not even just, like, role players anymore, star players, and, you know, those will be considered a peg against a star, that nobody – it takes teams, like, damn near a quarter of a season just to get comfortable playing with each other. And all that does is work into the um, the favorite. You know, the Warriors are the favorite anyway. Everybody's picking them to win a championship. But when you watch them play, they don't even exert effort, man. Like they don't exert effort no more. I don't know if I believe it's it. like the Warriors and everybody else. Houston was supposed to be that squad, but you watch them, they don't, they look out of sync. Like they just don't look comfortable with each other. And you watch the Warriors play a couple of nights ago, and the Warriors like just playing with people. Like they don't even play hard. You're right. They've gotten to the point, Jimmy, is where there something to be... oh, go ahead. they got they gotten to the point where they know that they can coast through the regular season. They don't have to because, you know, like you can't tell me, you nobody can make me believe that if these dudes can go seventy three and nine without Kevin Durant, if they put their mind to it, like, come on, they could beat that record with Kevin Durant on their team, but they're no longer worried about that. Especially yeah. because of how the seventy three and nine season ended up. Now they're just like, come on, let's just get one of these top three seeds and go win this championship. Who, you know, we already did the regular season thing. It didn't work out for the whole season, so whatever, you know. Let the Bulls have no, that. Be, let's just they, win these rules. And it's crazy, all right, because they look like they have more fun than every other NBA team. They be on a bench clowning with each other, telling jokes. and they, It's like, yo, the, it's not even serious to them, cuz. Even if they're losing, because they know what they're going to do to you once the playoffs start. <laughs> yo, it, it's funny, funny because it, as as you're mentioning this, Jimmy, it's like the whole league changes, and it's a copycat league. Professional sports is copycat. But when you look at the foundation of the Warriors, they really are more of an old-school team in the way they're made up. They were built organically, except for, you know, the nuclear missile they got in Durant. Everybody else was, was drafted. They've stuck together season over season to build the chemistry that they have. I remember seeing Steph play, what was it, two seasons ago? Listen, man, I've seen Mike, I've seen AI, seen a lot of scores. I've never seen someone get 50 that easy in an NBA basketball game, and it wasn't 
because just solely because of him or his skill and talent. It's the team. Within the team concept, they're designed so that Steph, Clay, Durant, they can just get off. When they're hot, yo, we, we, we ready for you. Let's get bit like I mean, they arguably, and they're, they, they arguably have the three best shooters in the in the world. That's right, Devin. In the, the world. world. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Guarantee you, some you know what I'm saying. And, and, but uh, yo, but just watch just watching them play is hilarious because like they be out there literally clowning. Like everybody else is like u- uber serious, like and they're having so much fun. It's like yo, they're playing a different sport. They have, I mean, it looks like it's fun to be on that team. Um. You know, so that's interesting to me watching that play. But we got to get to this before we get out of here because the Sixers and Celtics play um, the next king of the league, according to everybody, Jason Tatum, uh, you know, got his numbers. Um, and the Celtics won the game, and, and people just pretty much went in on the Sixers. They're, they're judging their entire season based on a one game against a team that's the favorite to go to the championship, which is weird. Um so what did you guys think about that game? And what do you think about the Sixers also, their rotation with them? Like, they're trying to work Fultz in. But um, what do you guys think about that? Is that the right thing to do or should Fultz come off the pond? I, I just want it to be real. You know what I'm saying? I want him to start because they feel like he's better in that position or he earned that position or something like that. I don't want them – you know, because I've heard rumblings that it's about confidence, like they're trying to keep him. And and there there's some importance to that, too. A lot of people are going to, you know, be like, oh, man, you can't coddle him. He's a millionaire athlete, this and that. You know, but he's still a very young player. When he came into the – he came into the league at 19 years old and went through the stuff that he went through. You know, your psyche can be, you know, a little a little tested when you're, when you're that young and haven't been through that kind of adversity. I mean, look at NFL quarterbacks. We say that all the time. You bring a young quarterback in, you throw him right into the fire, yeah, but you throw him in there without any weapons, and you warp him for life. All right, but, Dev, let me, let me, ask, for, let me ask you this. Career. Let me ask you this. Well, um, and but shout I, out to Scobby. Scobby has a couple points. Um, Scobby, I, I want him to earn it, Jamal though, Crawford. I don't want him to be there because Jamal the Crawford, are trying to get something this year. Yeah, I got you. Real quick, though, Scobby, Jamal Crawford is with the Suns. He didn't suit up last night because he just signed his contract yesterday, yeah, but he, he is balling with them this year. And Skyview says that, in his opinion, Fultz is not a starter. My question isn't so much as he is starting right now, because like, I guess you can make the argument either way based upon what you're trying to do. But I want to know, like, how long do you try this? Even without Fultz in your lineup, you, you, you had a good playoff run last year, and even without Fultz, you still considered one of the better teams. Like, if he doesn't get his, uh, you know, ish together – what do you do in that situation? Like, how long do you try to, like, work him into it, care about his mentals and, you know, whether he uh, uh, I mean, has him I, soft pillows? I still pillows think people are jumping the gun, though, Jimmy. I'm, I'm not – I don't understand what people yeah, are seeing not, to think that I'm, he's just – Like, he right, hasn't, play, he hasn't right. played yet. I'm not qualified. No, I'm not let, qualified. But let's say – But let's say – Let's say what you're saying one is game. that they are coddling him by putting him in the starting lineup. No, no, no. We're not even talking about the fact that it's one game, but the fact that you're trying to implement him into a starting lineup, and it's not about him earning it. It's about trying to, like, yeah. you know, pretty much play to his ego. I just want to know how much no, you but at the same time, you continue to do things. I think that's a part of it. Not, not understanding your question, but I, I still think I don't. I don't think it's totally that, and I would never believe it's totally that because he brings, if he can play to the to the potential that he's supposed to play, he brings more to the team than a J.J. Reddick. Because, you you know, you know, the Sixers had trouble handling the ball 
last season. You know, a lot of turnovers because, yeah, first of all, you're forcing the ball into two people's hands because only two people in the starting lineup can even dribble the ball. And one of those guys I'm talking about is the damn center. And you see how many times he turns the ball. That's real talk. Covington can't oh, put yo, the ball yo, on the ground. JJ can't put the ball on the ground. And we just don't let Sorry put the ball on the ground unless he's in the post. So, like, they're trying to get somebody else in the lineup, and, and we can't go Boston playoffs on them. Like, it's not realistic to start T.J. McConnell. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I love T.J. Yeah, McConnell. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, it's partly that. But, you know, if it's not working, Y'all if like it's not bringing his so strength to the table, then you're going to have to go back to the lineup that was actually ranked as the best starting lineup in basketball last season. By the the yeah, nerd I numbers, think, by the advanced metrics, I think yeah, you we have draft to draft a guy that high, one or two. I, I you you don't want to coddle him or or form an environment where other players resent him. But come on, dog, y'all are professionals. This guy no, is one or two in the draft. You have to you have to you, you got to play him. You got to play a guy. You drafted him. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I just wonder. I just wonder with. It's, it's one of those things where you see in sports often where a team has like a young guy, and when you have a young guy who's supposed to be a star, a lot of times you make decisions based upon his long term, right? Right. But it just gets to which be weird. When you're right also away. in a position where, you, yeah, well, it's also weird. But at the same time, you're a team that's in a position that can make a move. I don't. I don't know that he's a like a, a detriment to them at this point, but. Like if if he doesn't turn it, like if he doesn't start becoming the player that you think he could become, how long do you do that? Do you give him a couple of years while your while your star players are getting older, or do you be like, look, we gotta win now? So, like, what what happens there? That's all I'm saying. You know, I don't know. I I, I just think people are panicking though. Like, I haven't seen him play terribly. You know, even when he came back last, you know, last season for the the ten games at the end of the season, like I haven't seen him play terribly. Then, you know, obviously his shoulder was still ailing; he still had that dumb hitch in the shot. You know, that's better now, but he's just not going to come in lighten it up. Like even JJ Reddick, and I don't know if it's his bench role in the first game. Like he didn't come in lighten it up. So it's like, but him, yeah. but folks, because of his his issues, everybody expects. Okay, if he come in and he shoot a couple of J's and they don't fall, this dude is just garbage. Like people are way too quick. Yeah, I mean, to, I mean, because it's, it's, it's that it's, it's it's quick it's quick to the judgment, but it's also when you look at some of the guys <laughs> that are in his draft class and specifically the goat on the other side of the floor. Like when you think the Sixers could have got Tatum and had Tatum on the same team with Simmons and Embiid, like he's going to be judged against Tatum the rest of his career. Um, which good, is, bad, which is unfair because Tatum came in for a good situation. And, and plus, they still, you know, Tatum got game, but they're still like Tatum is being hyped ungodly. But Scott, you said oh, how no, are you gonna, uh, how are you not gonna play in the playoffs at all and then start? Well, Skyview, because the playoffs were six months ago, he was injured last season going into the playoffs. His jump shot, his hitch, and his jump shot shows you that he was still afraid to lift his shoulder. So in the playoffs, he would have been a liability. So that so it doesn't matter. Rookies come into I the mean, league. Tatum, that wasn't even around Tatum for the is playoffs, and they start. So that's you know. Tatum, Tatum is definitely sized, but like my answer you know, is health. Even if Tatum, that's my answer to your question. Yeah, health. even even if Tatum, but the thing is, those two guys are tied at the hip, like it or not. It it just is what it is. It's sort of like um, 
Spider Man and Ben gonna be tied at the hip, and they're not even in the same draft class. But because of what so my thing last is, year, <laughs> I don't care if he never becomes as good as Tatum. As long as he does what he needs to do for this team to be successful, he ain't gotta mm-hmm. be Tatum. He ain't gotta be Tatum. This is true. Tatum gonna break no, Boston up because Tatum gonna get a hundred million dollar contract in a few years. Tatum yeah, gonna be the reason he already pooping declines in a few years. Yeah, because Barry Barry got a movie and they don't even talk about him no more. Um, so that could be the case. Tatum, but you know what? Though? Go. You got to pay the go. The fact, the fact <laughs> of the matter is, like, and I get your point. All you want is success for your team, but dog, uh, Tatum career, like, a Sixers fans are going to look at that. that. That just will. That's just what it is. Anyway, man, we got to get out of here. Thanks everybody for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody on the chat room, um, the group me at Facebook, Twitter. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Gus, Gus Griffin for handicapping those games. Um, and tune in next week. Live right here on demand. We're going to recap the NFL week, which is week seven, and preview week eight. Catch up on everything happening in the early NBA season, the Major League Baseball postseason, and everything else in the world of sports and all kinds of other ratchetness that athletes will give us to talk about by next week. Mm-hmm. So until then, enjoy everything you've got going on. You can catch everything we do at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. You can catch all of our social media, all of our content is at warroomsports.com. Um, pick up my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or womensports.com. And until next time, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top.